You were just like I did at your age. Please don't say that, Dad. I'm 16 years old. I'm not a child. Don't you take that tone of voice with me, young lady. Love you, Dad. I love you too, son. You're listening to... Honey, we made a Disney podcast? Two friends since first grade, now dads reliving the Disney movies we grew up on with our own kids. I'm J.B. Wagner. And I'm Eddie Ferguson. And on today's episode, we choose Combat Rock as we review a kid in King Arthur's Court. But first, J.B., how are you in the family? We were doing good. We recently went uh, on a uh, little vacation trip uh, down to ye old Florida, to Destin, Florida recently. Um, first, Drive or fly? We drove drove there. Mm-hmm. It was a, a little close to seven hour drive down there and about six and change on the way back because we found a faster way to go back. Because, um, you know, I'm a dad and I do, I do things like that now. Dad moves. Uh, so, uh, this was going to be a big trip. My son hadn't been, uh, on the beach in a really long time. Um, so we wanted to, um, kind of give him that experience, go run around, get in the sand. Yeah. Uh, my daughter, I don't think she had ever been, maybe she went a little bit, um, Christmas, uh, a couple Christmases ago, but so this was, um, going to be a fun go down with the family, everything like that. So I take, we get in arrive at our arrive at, uh, at the home we're going to be at and i'm like okay i want to i want to go take my son we're like a quarter of a mile away from the beach i'm like i'm just going to run and take him over to the beach just to get his eyes on it just like get him to go play on it right away um, but we didn't put two shirts on or anything we're just like we're just going to go so grab him take him down there and he sees the beach and he like runs out there this is awesome and he just plops himself down the sand and he just starts digging away i'm like no, there's the Gulf of Mexico is right there. Like there's water, but he's Big just ocean. like loving the sand. He's just like getting all the sand everywhere, everywhere. And so I have to like literally drag him out to the to the water, but we can't go in the water yet. And he wants to go in. So it it, it was kind of a weird first uh, impression. So next day we all get up and we're like, okay, let's go out to the beach. Um, and then it started my week of just. I knew it wasn't going to be super relaxing because whenever you're talking about toddlers and young kids like out away from home, in an ocean, yeah, anything that is deadly could kill them, could rip them underneath the water and topple them and and make them drown. Is just not a fun experience for yeah. You're terrified the whole time. You've got even just that. Maybe you're not terrified the entire time, but you've got some level of it. There's something the like right there mind. in the back of your mind that's just like mm-hmm. he could and be we were, sucked out there to yes. the ocean. I'd never see him again. And we were and we were staying at a place that had a pool in the backyard too. So there's that added level of there really is not even when we're home. There is no time when your 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 antennas aren't up, just like waiting for one of my two kids to do something crazy. Sure. And so we just constantly he would fluctuate between wanting to be on the sand, but then you were worried about him. Bur- uh, being uh, uh, being burnt to death, and then you're then you go right back out into the water. And my son was like, wherever the line is, he was that kid leaning over it, trying to get as far, and he kept pushing to go farther and deeper into the water. Mm. Where I'm like, buddy, it's like almost at your chest, knocking him backwards. And so we did this whole thing where I like stood him right in front of me, and the wave just knocked him into me over 
and over and over. And he loved and it. He loved every second of it. And I just had to keep on taking breaks. I'm like, I'm so tired from <laughs> doing this. It was, it was crazy. But then, and then we even tried to do something sim- simple like uh, going to do putt-putt golf. And we had our stroller for our daughter because my son was going to play and he was loving playing putt-putt. He had never putt-putt before. But this golf, this little mini putt-putt, Eddie, it was the most... Like most pub places, you just like kind of walk. It's on level ground, and you just like kind of go go around in circles and whatever. No, this thing had like stories to it. Level up, down, the most stairs we've ever had to go through, and we're doing this. Me and my wife trying to carry the stroller, the stroller. with yes. my daughter in it up and down all of these levels, and to the point where there was one spot where we're like, okay, we can take a level, level back. We're like, Grandma, pop up, can you please just watch? sissy right here we're gonna go continue do this little wing of it and then come back <laughs> so i it was fun there was I, i'm exaggerating to some degree here there was tons of fun things to it but toddlers and the ocean or little kids in the ocean right i will i'll be so that'll be the one thing i'll be happy about when um he's 13 or 14 or whatever and we'll be like yeah go play in the ocean if i can see you whatever go 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 live your best life this is this was holding him back from the edge of the cliff that he was dangling over the entire time sarah and i were just talking about this because there will probably be a lot of beach vacations in our future seeing that we're moving to a country that is primarily beach and uh we were like this isn't going to be relaxing or fun at all like i'm just going to be terrified the whole time that he's going to be swept down to the ocean. And I'm not, you know, so we were like, maybe we don't go to the beaches. Maybe we got to find something else. Sounds terrifying. It kind of So was. when did you guys get back? Uh, we got back a uh, couple days ago. I had a uh, Sunday off and before, but today was my first day back at work. So, but I mean, you weren't at the golf on Sunday morning. No. Oh. Uh. You Why? missed the because you missed the splashdown of Crew Dragon One. Crew Dragon One. Oh, that's right. There was a resilience SpaceX. Capsule. SpaceX. Yeah, dropped down at like two thirty eight in the morning. It was like one of the first nighttime capsule drops since Apollo Eight. Big deal. <clears throat> and my favorite. Um, now you know because um, SpaceX pretty much operates just like delta or southwest like they're they're an faa regulated rocket launch company yeah um you know and so whenever the capsules drop back down they always say thank you for flying spacex it's really (laughs) it's clever it's clever and this time the guy who said who said it he was he goes um Thank you for what uh, thank you for flying SpaceX. For those who are enrolled in our frequent flyer miles, you've earned over 58 million miles in this this flight. It's like, yes. I love things like that. So I was hoping you would have been in proximity. I know you wouldn't have been like able to see it or stand out there, but you know me and things like this. Like <laughs> Oh goodness. Yes. But today we're gathered to review one of the classics of the 90s decades. Yes, uh, we are going to be reviewing uh, the, the, the classic 
film. You've said it so eloquently. I have nothing to add to it. I'm just going <laughs> to, we're just going to roll into this. What we're talking about today is a kid in King Arthur's court. Cue the Disney sound effect. That was probably my worst segue that I've done on this on this show. I'm very disappointed in myself. I'm very disappointed. I try to I try to be better. Let's hope IMDb its description is better, but we'll see. So here we go. A little league player is sent back into medieval times, where he is given the task of saving Camelot. Got the basics. Yeah. It's it's all there. It's all there. Do you so let's uh let's start where we always like to start. Do you remember this film as a child? I do not remember this movie as a child. I I very much a for I'm pretty sure I've never sat down and watched this film from beginning to end before. I've probably Ooh. seen tons of little scenes from it, but I didn't remember a single piece of this film. So, I I don't think I don't think I watched it. Oh, really? Okay. I wouldn't say that this was one of my favorites, but I definitely remember it as a kid. Um, and watching through it kind of had some nostalgic or kind of, oh, yeah, I remember this. Oh, yeah, this is funny kind of moments in it all, but not not necessarily a favorite. What? Um, so let me can, let's just kick things off here. <laughs> Um, I just got to, you know, get this off my chest on behalf of, (laughs) of all these kids who don't like sports. Like the opening sequence, I'm just like, then don't make the kid play baseball. Like, it's obvious he hates this. It's obvious that this is painful. Did you feel seen, Eddie? Did you feel seen? Yeah, no, I felt bad for the kid because I'm like. Don't make him play like it's obvious he doesn't want to play and he's like cowering there. And I'm like, yeah, it's terrifying to have somebody how, chuck a baseball at your face. How much on a scale of one to ten, uh, what made you more cr- cringy like this scene or the scene from Heavyweights where he's trying to throw the ball over the fence <laughs> and it's not going over? I, well, I identified Ident- more with the the scene from Heavyweights. Oh, um Oh, that's such a funny sequence when he does it like four times. Um, well, I think and to spoil, right, because we get they come back to that scene at the end of the movie. And it's like this whole movie was about giving the kid the confidence to just hit a baseball. Oh, no, that's the moral. That's the unintended moral consequence of the story. Yeah. If you go back in medieval times and slay an entire uh stop a coup from happening, sure. You too can then hit a baseball in everyday life. Uh, and I want to come Just back to later on the 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 other the other twist at the very very end. I want to come back to that uh the ending. Um Yes. But anyways, <laughs> Eddie, I it's so funny that this movie primarily hinges around um a few actors, the uh, Thomas Ian uh, Nicholas was, uh, I, I forget what else he was in at this time. Rookie of the Year. Rookie this was of about the year. a year after, which was and still is kind of like a favorite of childhood movies. Yeah. And then he, I mean, he goes on. He's one of the few child actors that like 
has sustained a pretty strong career even afterwards. Um, you know what's crazy? Get 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 this. This came out in 1995. It's only four years later that he's in American Pie. <laughs> talk about talk about trying to rebrand yourself. Yeah, yeah. No longer the Disney kid actor. But a lot of people do that. A lot of people do that. Um, yeah. So so it centers around a lot around him. A lot a lot around um, uh, King Arthur, Joss Ackland, Art Malik, uh, Lord. Belesco, um, even Princess Katie, and just hiding in the wings, this entire film is the the two most notable actors from this. Kate Winslet, two years before she's in Titanic, Titanic, and then Daniel Craig, and yeah. and he's playing a big character. He's playing a, especially near the end when he like loses consciousness or whatever. And he's just like this big character. This in, in, in this film. Yeah. It's so funny. And, and honestly, even when you go look at the description, the IMDb stars in this film, Thomas Ian Nicholas, Joss Ackland, Art Malik, that's where it ends. They don't even have, they have them listed way down on here, partially because they are not like one of the three or to four top act, like characters in minimal, this film. Minimal, speaking minimal speaking was now I just wondered if if um I don't know what if there was an overlap between this and Titanic, but was uh J- was James Cameron like watching this and going you know what her, her. that's my who guess, I want for Titanic. My guess is that he he didn't see this movie, or if he did, had no idea that you know Kate. Winslet was even in this movie. Do you think Daniel Craig used this his reel from this to audition to be James Bond? <laughs> you know how every every actor has those movies they wish they hadn't done. Just not going to put this on my reel. Of. Just it's yeah. just not going to be anywhere. It's hard enough or to try that and get when it the, the 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 talk show host brings up the fact that they were in said movie and they're like, my, this is. This has got to be that movie. My one of my favorites though is because they have the Razzies every every year to give away the awards for the worst films of the year. I fully appreciate Sandra Bullock. The same year she, yes. I think she won for the Blind Side, or she was up for the Blind Side. No, no, she won Best Actress for the Blind Best Side. Best Actress for the Blind Side. The same exact year, she had a Razzie for All About Steve, and yeah. she wheels out onto stage. She's like, we have a, a little, a little, um, what a wheelbarrow full of copies of we of of all about Steve to be like, we have a lot of leftover copies. If anybody wants one of these, I was like, yes, that's what I want for my celebrities is understanding, having some sort of awareness of like what they look like and what they are involved in because that was a, that was a. That was a major, major to be in those two exact movies in the same year. It's incredible. Well, um, Titanic doesn't come out the, in 1995, does it? 97. It comes out in like 97. Two yeah. years. So it's two years off. But they could have been filming this like Titanic near around the same time as, as this. At least no, this it took them. Out. Yeah, it took them a long time to film Titanic. So she probably did go straight from this to that. That's crazy. What okay, so... Um, for those of you who have not seen this movie, probably the thing that, um, dare I even say, makes this movie 
is the um the the uh, the tropes that are like hey let's use something from the every 90s yep. every day and we'll use it and people will think it's kind of like magical or something unique or whatever in King Arthur's court. <laughs> and it just just so happened when when I saw him running in to grab his backpack. Right, you, you knew, know. Oh, there's the, the reason he's grabbing that's before the earthquake swallows him up. Story story reasons. We need we need to have that plot point in there. Yes. So 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 there's things like the Swiss Army knife, there's the CD player, there's the flashlight, right? Here's what I want to ask you. Of your of all of the let's take something strange from the you know from the 1990s and bring it back to King Arthur's Court, which which was your favorite? Which trope did you enjoy the most? I mean the 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 speaker the using the music was genius. Um, little too genius, a little bit too much. Like he knew exactly like I was coming. But anyways, using that to scare everybody right up front that was a great idea. That was. Putting it in the horns, great, awesome. That was yeah. that was a, a genius. That was a MacGyver level mm-hmm. move. So I, it's hard it's hard to top that because the rest of them were pretty bad. I'm mostly so, thinking of the one in particular, the the great equalizer <laughs> using the the ray from the from the CD player. Okay, so hold on <laughs> that. That is my favorite, okay? It's that your was my favorite all, the, one. all those reasons. Because I remember as a kid trying to do that with my own CD players. Like, <laughs> I was like, I remember seeing this as a kid and being like, holy crap, you can do that with no. your CD player? This is amazing. So I remember getting it out and seeing if I could point the laser At out your sister, of the CD probably, player. And Martha, probably. Yes, yes. Of course, it doesn't work. You stupid movie, you know, it's like the great equalizer. It was like, it's such, such bad CG. So oh, this horrible. whole, this whole film is filled with, from the very first, mo- I mean, just from the time he falls in, but even when he's like, what land is this? And the horrible sky replacement, which is where they take a scene and they superimpose like those beautiful, majestic moving clouds and stuff like that. From that moment, it was just like, oh, this is bad this is bad this is it, the whole movie just all of the special effects were horrible they stood out so badly this does not hold up at, in, at another level so before we move on from the tropes though i think that there's at least an honorable mention of the blacksmith and the attempts to recreate things from the 1990s <laughs> right he did a good job he did a good job, though I have to say, like, I went back and, like, hold on. Like, there's no way he had roller blades in that backpack. Oh, like, if just, you, just, like, what he could have fit inside that backpack? What he could have fit in the backpack. Because, um, I mean, there's he has roller blades made for her, right? Yep. The blacksmith makes those. and But then he has, like, the classic 90s big plastic roller blades that... I had and yep. loved and you know used all the time, um, but I'm looking at there going. There's no way those fit into that little backpack, and you know, and I went back and like zoomed it. No, that that would have been like busting out of it. And that would have been a the, really big feat of engineering to make those. Just the bearings and how yes. they would actually work without being clunky. Right. That would have been really really hard. Yep. 
Then the bicycle, which is just comical looking. I don't know. Uh, especially with the scene where he's riding it with the king. It's just... Oh, really? Another, another great comical piece. Not special effects. This is just real effects. The fight scene with king arthur the old man wielding that sword it was so but i know there was another fight scene in like the 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 out in the courtyard or whatever when during the day when they're kind of like running away but that fight scene in the back after he's got excalibur the sound (laughs) effects for the clanking of Excalibur, the whooshing sound effect when he's using it, but the old man so rigid, it he does not sell it at all. They probably use this film, this this example whenever they're talking about editing techniques for now events with like when they have these older people like, see, we can't make it look like this because this was so bad, so bad. Do you know where else we've seen him in our? Uh... Our walk through our childhood movies. Uh, he is from the Mighty Ducks. He Hans. is Hans. Yeah, they're like, oh, if you can, if you can make skates, you can fight a scene as King Arthur with the Excalibur. And he's gonna, yeah, he'll come back in uh, Mighty Ducks three, I believe. Oh, he does. So he didn't die in the second one. I forgot about no. that. Yeah, no, that the any fight scene with uh basically all the fight scenes were horrible in this film, but anything with King Arthur was just like, no, just stop. No, 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 stop. <laughs> it was so bad. No, it was um it was just just painful all the way through. Um Lord Belasco, the bad guy in this movie. Um, I don't remember Art Malik and anything else, but one of the most rigid, formulaic bad guys, like just the delivery mm-hmm. of every line, it just ugh, also just ripped flat directly time. from Aladdin. Yes, just very ripped much a directly from from him. Which is funny that you say that. Because they actually made a direct-to-video sequel of this movie called A Kid in Aladdin's Palace. A Kid in Aladdin's Palace. They were setting up the A Kid in dot 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 uh, universe. Yes. They were hoping this would be a thing and it wasn't. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, no, this guy was in a, has been in a lot of stuff. He's got a ton of credits to his name. 116, and he's still going. He's in Homeland, right? Or he's been in, in the series Homeland. Who are you talking about? Uh, the, this Malik guy. Art Malik. He's been in a lot of stuff. I'm like on his IMDb right now, and it's just like tons and tons of stuff. He's not... I mean, Malik, like that, that's a unique spelling... Ra- is, it, even, is he related to Rami Malik? That's what I'm asking. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe that's how Rami Malik got a start. That would also, I don't see anything in here about it. So, but anyways, can I just give you two th- uh, things from the poster of this movie that I think um, your dad in particular would really enjoy? These um, the 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 poster for a kid in King Arthur's court. First of all, it says Calvin Fuller is about to break curfew. 
by 1,500 years. Oh, goodness. But the better one on the poster, are you ready for this? <laughs> I don't even know if I can do it without laughing. Whew. All right, the poster says, joust do it. <laughs> it's so good. And then, of course, he's standing there breaking through a wall on his rollerblades with fairy dust. And there's armor that nobody's in. clearly nobody's in this armor. It's just like flopping on the ground. He's just kind of come through. <sighs> oh, it's so bad. It's good. Or not so good. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Um, and yeah. and of course, Kate Winslet is did not make did not make the credits on this poster. No, that's how that's how before it's time. Way Listen. before it's time. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of way before it's time, we do, we like to talk about how things would be remade uh, in 2021. Now, this, I'm surprised this hasn't been remade because well, one, it is based off of a classic piece of literature. Uh, Connecticut Yankee and King Arthur's Court by Mark Twain, right? So one of Mark Twain's more well-known novels. Um, so I'm surprised that this hasn't been touched. Interesting. I did not. I you did know? not know that piece of it. Oh yeah. yeah, like this whole idea of like the random time travel back to King Arthur's Court. This could make a great Disney Plus movie, right? This could. This could another remake. One thing that they would not have to change about it if they wanted to keep a piece of this for 2021 is the reveal of the black Knight at the end with it. It was was, always Kate Winslet. I was like, that's going to stay in the remake in the 2021 mm -hmm. remake. They're going to keep that little, that little nugget where she really was the black Knight all along. Did that, did that surprise you? Did you jump? I I wasn't ready for that. But then again, that whole ending was kind of all fumbled because I didn't really understand the legality of um, Calvin filling in for Master Kane on the horse at the end, purposely having his head knocked off, then back on. Then he jousts him. What witchcraft is this? And did that just set him off so much that then the kid was able to get him? All because Master Kane was knocked out unconscious, and that's where we get the slapsticky Daniel Craig stuff. And so then he's gonna kill the kid because he yep. won in the end. But then the Black Knight shows up and like shoots him to keep him from attacking him. There was just so many moving parts that I was still amazed. I was still like, oh, that really that wasn't. I didn't see anything that would have initially said this is Kate Winslet. Um, so that was a surprise. But in 2021, surprise they can keep. So if this is in 2021, like I'm trying to figure out what else would go back. You know, like we would have, we would obviously have like an iPhone. But like, is he but just going to? But it would gonna, be useless. It'd be a brick. Right. It couldn't do he's anything. Gonna, he's not going to have any, you know, signal. So there's not like he's going to amaze people by some like TikTok dance video or anything. I mean, an iPod would do more. If this was made in 2005, it'd be an iPod. Mm. You would you'd be using an iPod for this. But then Didn't that would negate that original iPod, the click mm. wheel. Had that. Just or so my dad good. had it and I just kind of commandeered it from it. Probably why probably where my kid gets it from, where he commandeers, my son commandeers mm-hmm. my stuff. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. So let's think, let's think about this. If we were doing, still doing poll questions, we would say, what would be the thing you would bring with you on your trip back to the stone ages? It's a hard one. Yeah. I mean the, Hmm. <laughs> I mean, there's like those hover scooters. <laughs> You yeah, know what I'm talking about? So. That people stand yeah. on and that's just it, like little platform scooters. I don't know what those are called. I mean what like soda? I mean? Can of soda? Soda? I'm trying to think of anything. But they had it's, soda in the nineties. It's it's all technology that doesn't like It doesn't transfer back. Nothing transfers back because you need Wi Fi. Wi Fi or yeah, or uh L, you know, LG signal. Hmm. I mean, would a laptop, a, a camera, maybe a camera, maybe, maybe a video camera, kind of spook people a little bit? Well, what would happen is if they were to make this on Disney Plus in 2021, there would be some story line that would allow that, like somehow Merlin's portal picks up a 5G signal. <laughs> and allows him to have you know s- signal in one part of the castle like one part of the castle he's able to have because it's just uh, like in nowadays where you, you, you don't have great wi-fi signal right it's like you got to hold the phone up down in this on the east wing of the castle <laughs> while you're touching you know merlin's uh basin pool thing and or or you got to hold Excalibur up in the air, and that's what gives you better signals. Like, <laughs> oh, I got a bar. Okay. I got a bar. Got a bar. All right, you guys have got to see this amazing TikTok video. It's, it's going to blow your mind. It, it's pretty sad that we can't think of anything that we would take back to the times because it just would not work anymore. Like it's it's better if the if King Arthur comes to twenty twenty one, like that's a better experience. I'm telling you, I think the nineties was the best decade to grow up in, because you you had just enough technology and things that like opened the world and made it amazing, but it wasn't advanced enough that we still had, you know, fun rollerblading. We still had fun, you know, you know, going out and getting into trouble and stuff like that. Eddie, when was the last time you went roller skating or rollerblading? (laughs) For those of you who are not watching the video, I just lifted up my roller skates that sit right next to my. Why do you have those? Um, so long story short. My Aunt Darla was a manager um, of a roller rink for most of my life. And she so, was came back with candy. Yep, all sorts of stuff. And so we, um, that roller rink a few years ago was tore down. Like the, the guy sold it and tore down. And I said, hey, could you get me a pair of skates from that roller rink that we grew up doing? So she got me a pair. So I have my own pair of um skates from that roller rink that i grew up always roller skating in and these are made in the u.s of a roller skates these are american 
These are American roller skates. They are phenomenal. Now, the last time that I've actually used them, I I can't remember. It's been a, it's been a couple of years. We had a we had a team outing a couple of weeks ago where we went yes. roller skating. Yes, it was a That's lot of fantastic. fun. I hadn't. So I I I mostly did roller blades growing up, just like King, just like a Calvin in Calvin. the story, true based on true story. Um, <laughs> and, in, and inspired, inspired, ins- inspired by, by true events, inspired by true events, inspired by a news clipper, news newspaper clipping. <laughs> <laughs> I want that in this news newspaper. Um, uh, and I love, I loved rollerblades, and I like had the perfect feel of that. But I never, I never had roller skated, uh, maybe once in my life, and so it definitely took a lot of. It's different. You, it's total. It's. I mean, it's. Totally it's both different. the same. Physics wise, it's kind of the same, but it's not. And yeah, the, the m- movement of your foot is different. Yeah, it's like okay, it's doing a similar thing, but it's not quite. So that I just recently had this experience of that of living my life as Calvin for a from for a moment mm-hmm. from those scenes. Um, but I I much prefer rollerblades myself. So. This makes me want to get out and use these though. I'm like, okay. Need a, I just want to. I just want to know what Lewis says when you try it. When you try to do it, yeah, I he would enjoy it. I'm surprised nobody's bought him little roller skates yet. Hmm, because that used anyway, to be big, like the overshoes ones. Sorry, we're getting but, off. But track. speaking about Merlin and Wi-Fi signal, the Well of Destiny, and just Merlin in general was kind of a piece of work. <laughs> He was, he was yeah. all over the place. He did not have his stuff together. It just seemed like such an odd, um, like, how are we going to get a kid back in King Arthur's Court? Oh, we'll just have Merlin's pool, you know? And there's so many story plot holes in all of that that doesn't really hold up or make sense. Yeah, did you appreciate the fact that evidently he was changing history by going back and there was no round table yet? Merlin is fake dead. Yeah, um, this kind of goes back to the whole. I just watched some video essay on YouTube on time travel and like how different films tackled it. And so this makes me want to like go back and rewatch this and see which category it falls into of the time travel. Are some of those categories the same thing that they talk about in, in Endgame where they're making yeah, fun of all yeah. movies and uh, uh-huh. time travel? So the way that this movie ends, speaking of time travel, like what does this mean that we see Arthur sitting on the stands whittling with and the Swiss Katie's Army knife? There. Yeah. Katie's at home plate. He uses Excalibur, the bat. Was this a dream the whole time? Did he actually travel back? She seemed to know him. But they were on like, the same team, so of course she would know him. He he kind of like wakes up in the the dugout. Maybe he was just so afraid of being of of actually having to hit the ball, which I will say I felt seen when I was watching him because I was also deathly afraid of being hit by a baseball. I was myself. hit by a baseball. Oh, I got hit by Corey King. Corey King hit me. Oh. And so from then on, I was It's out. a traumatic thing. It yeah. is a traumatic thing. Um, I think maybe he... I think they were always there, but this scene just played out in his head 
and he finally realized that he liked the girl, the 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 catcher. So you think this whole thing was just a dream sequence? But it kind of was a. It kind of had shades of wish fulfillment, though. When you're talking about like Merlin brings him back, oh, I'm also going to bring back your favorite people, but can they be in both places? I don't think so. I like the idea of it just being a a dream sequence. It was like all he just a dream. It, nothing happened. It was all a dream. Don't whisper. <laughs> don't whisper. <laughs> it was all a dream for Daniel Craig and Kate Winslet. That's for sure. <laughs> but that's what I'm gonna give it to. I'm gonna say it was just a dream sequence, and there it is. Shall we? Do we rate this? Yeah, I mean, last, we, we rate last call. week. We just we didn't even well, say everyone it out knew loud. what what it was. We didn't say it out loud because it didn't feel like it was even worth doing. It any would of be it. it'd be cruel. Okay, are you? Do you want to go first? One, or do you want me to go? I'll let you go first. I am going to give it a two because my one of my biggest criteria is would I watch this again? If there's no way under God's green earth that I would ever watch this again on purpose or look forward to watching this, then it's on automatic one. This movie is something that I I could see turning on with my son and he would love all the funny little things that, that happen in it. Um, it's not a good movie. It's something it's it's the TNT level. This thing should be on TNT just like <laughs> the TNT <laughs> level. Randomly on, on the TNT channel. Just like kind of comes on. And you're like, oh, is that kid King Arthur Court? You watch a couple scenes and you go back with your life. That's right. basically where where this um movie is. I I'm gonna agree with you. I was kind of on the fence of like I almost was gonna give it a one because I would not ever want to watch this movie again except for the fact i thought my nephews right now would love this movie <laughs> i think my nephews would really enjoy this um because they're big like rookie of the year fans um uh, yeah. and then mom bought the angels in the outfield dvd so i could watch it for our podcast and uh she immediately turned around and showed to the boys they really liked that this is the trio. This is the the trio of, of kids, kids, Base, kid baseball movies, kid baseball movies. Yeah. So yeah, I think I it barely squeaks out a two. Barely squeaks out a yeah, two. Yeah, it's not a strong two, but it's just like you know what, you did enough to get a two. Mm-hmm. Thought about mm-hmm. one and a half, but I was like, if I'm gonna go one and a half, might as well go two. Might as well go two on this. But that's it. That is our review of the whatever. I don't even know if classic is the right word, but it is a movie called A Kid in King Arthur's Court from 1995. Definitely not a classic. I think this is the one where everybody goes, oh, yeah, that they made. Oh, yeah, they made that. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, they made that. Is that that movie where he points the CD laser in his eye? CD laser. Yes, this this is that movie, but a movie that we are going to be doing next week. That is more than just a movie. It is more than a classic. It is a mega classic. I can't think of a better, bigger word for it. I would say a that seminal it is a seminal film. I, you stole the word. Yes, a seminal, seminal film. It's like film. we have ESPN, Eddie. I love uh, it. The seminal film 
the start of so many things, including the tattoo on my wrist of the Luxo ball for anyone who's on YouTube, which you can watch us on YouTube. It's right there is the movie Toy Story. We we have actually jumped out of order slightly to get this thing in because, Eddie, our plan is... And we're I, going to we're, record this live. live. We're going to record this live. I need to make sure I bring my stuff with me to be able to do that. Um, it's going to be we're so gonna much fun. We're going to be in fun. the same place at the same time. Same so. place, same time, same time zone. We are going to be doing this live. Um, I wonder I if we're going to... I hope it's good. I'm a little nervous. <laughs> You're nervous that we will do it more poorly by being in the same spot? Yeah, like does Zoom help us? We're not going to be using Zoom for it. I might no, have to... I know, but like I'm saying like right now, is it beneficial that I'm just talking to you on a screen? Is it going to be weird? It's easier to edit the audio from it. That's for sure. It's way easier <laughs> to edit the audio of it. This is, it might be a mess of, uh, of a sound. Um, but that, that Eddie, it's very reminiscent because that's how we started our, our journey of podcasting many, many time ago was in, in my parents' house. We had one audio recorder in the room in the middle. Yes. Yes, and we were yes. talking and just talking to each other um, on TRN. So and here and here we are, all these years later, on our third podcast. So yes, next week you will want to check us out. Subscribe wherever you subscribe to your favorite podcast, because we know we are one of your favorites. So please do so. Thanks for listening. 